Kids, I'm going to tell you an incredible story. The story of how I met your mother. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Saget. Thank you, and a special welcome to our special one-hour special. This is a salute to boneheads. Thank you. One guy. How do you know if you're a bonehead, you might ask? Well, you're watching this show, aren't you? Everybody wishes they could change something about themselves. Heck, when I was a kid, I wished I could have been more like that guy on The Incredible Hulk. You want to be a big green monster with muscles? No, not him, the other guy, the guy that turned into the Hulk. I never got to sleep over my friends' houses. Anybody get to do that? You slept over my friends' houses? I never got to. I said, Mom, why not? She said, Bob, you have no friends and you have no life and I'm not your mother, okay? Don't applaud that. You're scum, buddy. You really are. Bob Saget, huh? Rocket 95.1. It is Jimbo and Cassio, and we love having our special guest on the phone. And we got one this time who needs no introduction. Mr. Bob Saget. Bob, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. This is a very good connection. (laughs) (laughs) Bob, if if there's anything we can provide, we wanted it to be a good connection. Same here. That's all I care about. It's it's contact. (laughs) Right on. Well, of course, everyone knows Bob Saget as our famous squiggly monster from Mass Singer. <laughs> That's the credit I never hear first. <laughs> how how was the uh, my, Mass Singer is one of my guilty pleasures. I I love it so much. How how was it the experience from from your side of it? It's so funny because I was um, I during the quarantine time last year. It was uh, different than what we're going through now, obviously, and hope we never go back to that again. Mm. And I was at home, and then I went and did a movie in the Cayman Islands after 16 days of quarantine. But right before that, I was just going back crazy. Well, that's a bad word these days. But anyway, I was going, <laughs> I was going nuts, and and I wanted to work, but there was not a lot to do safely. And then the mass singer called, and they've been calling me for three years. The producer Craig Plestis and said, "Bob, come on, you, you you'll have fun." And I, Ken Jeong's a friend, and I know Robin Thicke since he's nine, because uh, of his dad Alan, who we miss. And they and then <laughs> I don't know after three years. Sitting at home, you know, getting COVID tested to get into a studio. Craig Plestis, this guy called me and said, do you want to be on The Masked Singer? I said, pick me up, pick me up, get me out of the house. I said, yes, whatever you want. Hit me hit me with a fungo bat. I don't care. So I, there I was in a furry costume, and uh, I got to decide what it looked like. And then a friend of mine, Seth Green, you know Seth Green, right? Yeah, yeah. It turns out his company, one of his companies, made the costume because they—that's what they do. Um, oh wow! Yeah, it's so weird. But I find out like a year later, <laughs> after we all stick our heads out of the dugout, right. and it was fun. I mean, it was actually scary. I had on a sweatshirt that everybody had to have on that says "Don't talk to me," and I had a hoodie with the sweatshirt, and I had a visor and a mask. We were never allowed to be around the other characters. Oh, wow. I didn't know what it was. I watched the show. I didn't realize you're like in a lineup at the end and everybody's <laughs> standing there. And it's like Star Wars bar getting, you know, which one was it? And yeah. <laughs> point, oh, Squiggly Monster did it, you know. Yeah. And then I got two songs, which I was there about a week and then to film. And then they, um, they, did, they, they eliminated me, which really made me mad because I... <laughs> at this point, I'm all in, you know? Right. thing I didn't want to do. Oh, you just wants to get out of the house. Now you're like, well, I mean, I got to win. <laughs> yeah, 
I didn't know I was competitive. And then Broccoli beat me, and that's Paul Anka, so I hated Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, you know what? It was really fun. And then because of where I got bounced, I got to do like a five-minute monologue kind of exchange with all the hosts who I've known. And so it was, it was actually incredibly fun. It's a lot of work. The head weighs like 35 pounds. Yeah. So you're trying to really sing with the mic through this mesh. And I'm going, oh, my God, I don't know how, you know, certain uh, people that do that for a living do it. It's really my neck was hurt and all that normal stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I never met anybody that just kept me hidden. Well, who uh, <laughs> who picks the songs? Is that your go-to karaoke jams to begin with, or are they picking them no, out? No, I'm always doing music all my whole life. So I, I always loved a song that wasn't going to kill me. Except when you try to go the high notes on uh, Fogarty, Have You Ever Seen the Rain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did that because that's a solid. And then Satisfaction was one of my choices, which was, you know, really hard uh, because you have to hit the high notes if you're doing that. But I did it. I trained. You work with a vocal coach and a dancing coach, if you can believe that. Oh, wow. Quigley Monster doesn't look like a dancer. <laughs> and Dancing on that show is you lift one of your two arms. I had four arms because two of them were crab claws. Mm-hmm. So, and then that's that's hard if you're alone in your house and you've got those for hands. That's a rough weekend. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so how's it going there? How, how's it going? It's very hot. It's hot, Bob. Get ready for it. We're talking to comedian Bob Saget in case you're just joining us. Are you kidding? I love him. Uh, Bob, I remember He's- there was a time in my life, I think there's a time uh, in everybody's life, where it's before you knew Bob Saget was dirty, yeah, and after you found out Bob Saget 100%. was filthy. Um, I- well, it's weird because I had an HBO special and I had a, I'd done so many years of stand up with little things here and there, and I'd been in a Richard Pryor movie where I cursed, but and done other a lot of stand up on TV. But you know, and and I I love acting, so I play Danny Tanner. I ain't ashamed. You know, he's a good dad. Yeah, and. Uh, and it brought families together, especially little kids that could watch TV with their parents. And then Sunday nights, if you wanted to see get see somebody get hit in the nuts, you had to go through me. You know, <laughs> that was that was the show. You know, you went ten thousand bucks for your pants falling down. So. <laughs> Pretty much it. <laughs> and then you told the aristocrats. Yeah, that was an accident. That was a <laughs> that was Penn Jillette and Paul Provenza who directed it. Making me tell the joke, which I'd only heard once before in my life. Oh, wow. So, and they were egging me on. The uncensored footage was just them going, come on, Bob. <laughs> and me laughing, going, I'm not doing this. It's going to ruin my career. <laughs> and they still will take the clip. This is what's wrong with, with certain things, uh, is they'll take the clip out of context, and then they'll play that. And, of course, that's... It's offensive and reprehensible, but that was the point of the movie of 100 Comedians Yeah, uh, with George Carlin at the helm talking about, you know, censorship and what's the worst thing you can say. And, and George was George said in the film, don't tell this in front of people. Tell it behind a trash compactor. Yeah, know? right. <laughs> and so that was just a weird thing. And then I was on Entourage and all these things that people thought I was doing to shock people. But I was just doing things as they come at me. That's all. Yeah, having fun, living life. Uh, Bob Sager. Yeah, living life and always been a stand-up. Been a stand-up since I was 17 and have a whole new, more than an hour, probably an hour and a half. In fact, I might. I think I'm solo. I think I might be doing 90 minutes. It might be a, a one-man show in Huntsville. There you go. I want you guys there. I can get you seats, and that's not radio payola. That's just... <laughs> 
you know, having you, know you guys there. I mean, I mean, you're 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 Jimbo and Casio. It doesn't really count as radio payola. <laughs> That's a good do call. Do you need some suits? <laughs> like a suit and tie. What, what what size shoe do you wear? <laughs> I thought you were like selling Squiggly Monster merch after the show. Those are great. Those go right over. You know what's inside of those is penny loafers. That's how sad those are. <laughs> we'll flip these on, Squiggly. And they called me Squiggly. They called you Squiggly, not Bob. Yeah, they couldn't call me Bob. So it's like. Uh, squiggly. And then I would have to. They'd have to hold me because I couldn't see through the damn thing. So I'd just be like walking around in the dark, hit my head. I was like nine feet tall on it. it I'll, I'll never forget but, when Terry Bradshaw took his uh, his costume off. He, he said on the mic, I'm so glad this is over. Yeah, it is incredibly confining. When Mickey Rourke took his head off, that's when everybody screamed. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> and I love Mickey Rourke, so I can't. It's it's really hard to bash somebody these days, especially for how they look. That's just wrong. Uh, but it's so right. But I've I've been uh, I've been busy as hell. I've been, I've been opening places all over the country that I'm allowed, and um, we opened the Wiltern here in L.A. Uh, Saturday night. Um, oh wow! And it was pretty amazing. Yeah, we we. Uh, had great people. Bill Burr um, was at the helm of it. It was for the veterans. And it was the first time since March 2020 that people had been in that theater. Mm. And uh, I told them, this is great. We're closing on Wednesday, but enjoy tonight. (laughs) 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 But I've been opening Atlantic City to Hard Rock. I've been on a, I have, since I have all this new material and I'm loving stand up like I haven't since like 1995. That's how much I'm loving it. I just went nuts with the tour. So I'll do a special in the fall. As long as everything is safe and all that stuff, and which I think it will be, because I've got superpowers. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> have you have you noticed the difference in the crowds? Have the crowds been ready to get back out there and watch that you've interacted with? They're so thankful. They're so yeah. thankful. And I don't know what's been going on uh, where you guys are. I mean, you know, it's uh, stand up live. I don't know. They've been at a hundred percent capacity for a while. No, just uh, recently, probably less than a month. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah, so right. So during that last than a month, and they're owned by the same company, they're Levity Live, which is improv. It's all the same big company that makes the best comedy clubs. That's why I go there. And um, I was in between St. Louis and Nashville, and I really wanted to stay out in the in the Midwest. And and St. Louis, I mean uh, Huntsville, is where I've always heard that Stand Up Live is like the best. And yeah. I went, well, well, let's do that. And right so, on. I don't get a chance to do that kind of stuff because I'll do the big theater tour after I figure out what the hell I'm doing up there. You know, <laughs> it's always fun. It's always great. I just don't know. I'm just trying to find stuff, you know, that doesn't offend the world and isn't talking about politics. And I do a lot of music in my show, and I also just been doing it for over 40 years. So yeah, I, cool. I, I have different things I'm doing, and it's I'm very proud of what I'm doing. Well, we can't wait, man. We're honored to have Bob Saget. We'll do everything. And I've got a refrigerator full of meat coming at both of you. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you can settle for a couple seats and free drinks, uh, uh, stand up live, that'll be fun. Count us in, sir. Deal. We're, we'll be there. It's such a pleasure talking to you both. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Appreciate it. See you next week. See you next week. Can't wait. I'm the only television father left that you can trust. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't wear a cardigan sweater and have a pill dispenser and go, hey, 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 I'm not doing that. Want a pudding pop? 
Now, Bill Cosby, I don't know if you heard about it with all that's going on. I mean, I, with all the politics, that's like a relief. He was one of my idols. That guy was one of my icons. And when you watch an icon fall, I mean, I used to love his work. And, and, and it's just strange. And he now claims that he is legally blind so that he cannot identify women who are saying that he molested them sexually. But if you say that, isn't that like saying that if you weren't blind, that you could identify the women that are accusing you? If I was blind, I could definitely identify women that I had sexually molested. I'd be like, oh, that's not her, Your Honor. Oh, definitely not her. That's her. That's, I know her. That's Kathy. Now you have to write like Sharpie pen numbers on there. But if Bill Cosby was reading Sharpie pen numbers, it would mean he could see them, which means he's not blind. I rest my case. Thank you very much.